So welcome guys to episode number 43 of the Lean Into Life podcast and I'm delighted to welcome on uh, Kevin Lean to the podcast. Um, I said we did a bit of work, was it a couple of years ago now Kevin I'd say? Yep. Uh, in regards to life coaching. Uh, it'd be really interesting to catch up and see how you've been. Um, Gavin is a um, big lover of mixed martial arts, uh, in particular Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and we're going to talk about how important that's been uh, to Gavin, both physically and mentally as well. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to this one. So without further ado, welcome, Gavin, to the Lean Into Life podcast. I, mean, like, I like the name of your podcast, too. Do you Lean Into Life? Gavin, Lean Into Life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's kind of a bit of a rebrand recently. It was obviously the, the gym one, but then uh, it was popping into my head. And, it's you know, I was always talking about not being sort of static in life and kind of, you know, moving forward. And leaning into it rather than, you know, uh, going backwards or staying where you are. So they kind of came and I thought it sounded, you know, ran off the tongue quite nicely. It's kind of the same with me, yeah. I'm becoming a bit more of a go-getter since the lockdowns are over. Oh, really? Yeah, like a workplace and pulling the trigger on a lot of things. Oh, great stuff. Looking forward to delve into that. Um, And, yeah, that was actually, uh, funny you say that, (laughs) that was actually my first question, Rosalie. How have you, that's my first question, recently, probably in the last, since the pandemic here, how have you been, how has it affected you in the last 19 months, 20 months, and and maybe just develop what you said there about pulling the trigger on a few bits and bobs. Um, uh, yeah, so how's that been? No, it was good. I couldn't train in the gym due to all the government regulations. Um, so that was that was difficult, like, that was 19 it, months, you said. It's something like that now. And sporadically we'd train when we was allowed to do it, but we same couldn't. Same here, yeah. yeah, with the gym closed. We can privately like, train maybe one or two people, but that's it, that was it, like, yeah. there was no mats, we'd be wrestling against a shed wall or something, you know. Yeah, because that's the thing, because jiu-jitsu, obviously, people don't know, it's just a lot of grappling on the floor, and obviously, yeah. like, there's no social distance there, so that was difficult no, for, I actually thought it crossed my mind about people who are mad into grappling jiu-jitsu mma how they would find it because obviously they have a passion for it and how they could train without doing that like so, so as you said you found a way kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> very very rudimentary carry kind of style yeah grappling in a concrete chairs and trying not to kill each other old so school the grind is real like <laughs> old school old school that's how there. it should be everyone's getting soft with their gyms and their mats like I know, just get, get on the concrete, concrete floor. start wrestling with bears, like, <laughs> uh, what's that, you man in the UFC? Yeah, like Habib Nuragamadov, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was eight, he would wrestle a bear, it was like a baby bear, but it was a bear, Yeah. I yeah. might try and film myself wrestling a bullock or something, <laughs> a deer, it would be good for my promotion, a stag, that would be perfect, yeah, yeah, get on its back, <laughs> try and stay on, get yeah, around yeah. the antlers, anyway. <laughs> yeah. you jab you with the antlers, yeah. slip the jab, yeah, try and stay on, so apart from the, um, <laughs> the, the wrestling, and obviously, you're, you know, you said that, you know, did it give you a little bit of a push? As you said, did it, as you said, did it cause you to lean into it a little bit and start, start sort of changing other parts of your life kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, at the start, 100%. Now yeah. it's just the thing I do all the time. Oh, that's great. Probably, probably benefits me and leads me in ways I don't think about, you know, it's just the thing I do now. So obviously I'm working out, I don't think of it as working out. Oh, I have to go work out. Yeah. It's like, no, I have to go to the gym. It's just, the boys. it's just your routine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just my thing. And that's good because when it gets to a point where it is just in your schedule, it's not like, oh, I have to go. You love it. Um, yeah, exactly. Then, you know, it's a good habit. And it's just, you know, and that's and that's why I find with people coming in here, maybe for the first time, they're a bit allergic to the gym's uh, sort oh, of environment. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe from a preconceived notion that I'd be roaring at them or, or, yeah, that uh, sort of stuff. Yeah, or they may have had a bad sort of um, experience with an instructor or a class when they've like, I'm never going to do it again. Uh, but when they come in and actually it's more the and we can talk about that a bit later on about the fear it's, it's actually kind of they've already in their own heads made up that it's going to be a bad experience therefore it, until yeah. they come in and they're actually surprised and they leave and they're actually actually I quite like that <laughs> yeah it was good so uh, the, it, it, when you react to the stress you kind of push through like I mean you just won't be as stressed in other areas of your life you'd be like I've done this before it's kind of like consensual violence or aggression yeah and you tap out and it's over if you, you know, then that's a very that's a golden rule like that never gets broken, and as a result, I think it goes from oh I've inspired this big lad and he's gonna bait me to like that wasn't too bad I'm not even injured. You keep doing it again and again. You're getting better, using techniques more instead of just trying to muscle mm. out of things. It just gets better and better. Yeah, you know? and it's and it's one that it's a sport you need to kind of keep and consistent with on you because it takes there's so many holds and moves and and like you're kind of nearly playing chess sometimes with it so you're yeah. It's 
would it kind of take over time to move up the grades or just maybe explain to the listeners if they don't know much about which is probably me included I know a bit but um, you know uh, about um, jiu-jitsu about maybe um, sort of Brazilian jiu-jitsu the stuff that you do and and the kind of what it what it's all about really maybe just for the guys to maybe a quick little essentially you're a white belt from anywhere for two to four years Wow, two yeah, You don't get a belt. You get ta- like little tabs if you're lucky. Like I have like three tabs on my okay. white belt. I'm still a white belt. It's been yeah. been training, actively training for two years. But wow. I've been training long term four years. But COVID, yeah. you messed my game up. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the people I started training with, uh, they're blue belts now. Okay. They've been training two years, but solid two years, like every day. You know, very competitive gym. Ours is. Yeah. Roy's and which tra- gym are you in, sir? Killarney Straight Blast Gym. SPG, okay. Yeah. It's an affiliate of SPG up in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, which is one of the it's the biggest one, isn't it? Really, franchise. They're a world class gym. World class. Conor yeah. McGregor was one of the first to come out of there. Okay. Ian Gary started there. He's in the UFC now. Uh, Charlie Ward, uh, most of the fighters in Bellator, Peter Quilly, James Gallagher. These are all Peter SPG Quilly, guys. Yeah, yeah. They're all SPG guys, are they? Yeah. Oh, some um, of them are moving around these days. It's just changing. Yeah, and how long has the Clowny one been in operation? Thir- I want to say 13 years I think wow that long but it was an SBG at first it was only SBG a few years ago okay it used to be Clarny Grappling Club yeah it was PJ Lucy who's my coach our head coach Mark O'Brien okay and they've been buddies for a long time training all different martial arts okay and they settled on Jiu Jitsu because that's the most effective yeah and just tell the guys what uh, what essentially Jiu Jitsu is um, I know it's a big open question but like yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. like a, a basic kind of uh, it's come from Brazil it's from Japan originally. Oh, Japan, okay. Japan is where most of the martial arts oh, okay, come from yeah. the West came from. Like karate, judo, Japanese jiu-jitsu. Okay. So Brazilian jiu-jitsu was kind of a combination of judo and Japanese jiu-jitsu, if I'm correct now. A Japanese guy came over as part of a carnival in Brazil. And his whole shtick was he was a little Japanese guy. You could beat anyone. Beat he was beating these people. <laughs> they thought they were to take him. They thought he was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sandbagging as they call it. It's where you're way better than someone. You kind of you pretend you're not until they spar you. you and then you them. just take <laughs> it's like kind of hustling and pull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hustling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can do it. Some people do it in competition sometimes. Yeah, if they if they see you like you're way better, they won't. They'll tell you to go up a rank or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it takes so long to move up is uh, it kind of breeds, I suppose, focus, determination, consistency in training because you know it does, yeah. it's not like you're giving it after a couple of months. You know, you, you know, have, to, you have to work it. for it. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that a lot of it to do with like earning respect, earning kind of yeah. your stripes, literally? Some people they might be close to their blue, or they are walking around as a blue belt with a white belt on. That kind of yeah, they're close, but, but they haven't officially yeah. got it. And they might go to a new gym, but like the gym needs to needs to know them they have to put some time in at the gym before they're going to give them a blue yeah and how, does, how does it work is it kind of an assessment or is it kind of a blue anyway that's yeah, an assessment um it depends on the gyms because some gyms they have like a checklist of things you have to do whereas other gyms are just like looking at you and go yeah he's a blue belt okay he's you ready know? to ready to go yeah well blue belts are take, like they're not coaches like the senior coaches but the mentality in the gym is that all teammates are coaches now obviously if the black belt's telling you you're doing something wrong don't listen to the blue belt yeah, blue yes. belts get trashed a lot too because like they think they think they're kind of they can truly do jujitsu now and it's like they've made a blue yeah and then yeah. they're doing the stupid moves like, that don't no. work still <laughs> the black belts are like no hold on a second yeah. no, don't get above your station here they would definitely they have every right to even purple and brown belts would be they've like they've probably been doing too. it for how long for to get to that sort of purple brown black level like it goes if you're training flat out every evening or most evenings it's white belt for two years blue belt another two years this is every two years okay. this is if you're flat out yeah yeah if you're doing and there's some people who live in their gym they train three times a day and they're a black belt in four years but this is like world class gyms yeah yeah they're, con- that's a they're homeless people that live in a gym like basically <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. it takes a bit longer for the say the general population to yeah my coach is arch nemesis Coyotera. he got his in like a year and a half Okay, he's a, he's a world class, yeah. Him and Coyotera go back. Okay, they've got a bit of history. I think they might fight again. <laughs> the Cobra Kai kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Coyotera, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, that sounds really interesting. As I said, I've seen little people, I know people who've done it and do it, and uh, 
they, they find it great and it's kind of it's a really leveling one isn't it to it's very humbling I must yeah, say, yeah yeah and we're gonna that thinks one of the questions later on yeah. so in regards to sort of mixed martial arts jiu-jitsu uh, it's an opportunity obviously to enhance your physical health um, and I'm sure it's intense you see you'd be sweating them you know grappling I'd say for a, for a few minutes you know about it like oh know, yeah so, less so we, than we a few touch, minutes yeah we might touch on the physical first before we then go on to the, the how it enhances mental health no um, so yeah talk me through the training and, and how that works um, and what you have to do um, we'd go over t- three or four techniques in a night like we're not gonna we're not gonna cram too many things in yeah it's yeah. all fundamentals from the start anyway different positions how to move positions it's a very positional game it's sort of like it gets compared to chess a lot and yes yeah. i'd say it's more like jenga personally but <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's so, so for the, like if they move this leg here or that arm you can counter it kind of yeah, thing or how you can get out of this or get yeah, one of the most effective things in mma you see it all the time is if you get hit and you're dropped and a guy gets on top of you he takes mount yeah he's sitting straddling you for lack of a better term uh, yeah and punching your lights out yeah. So to get out of that, you have to get your hips kind of out from under them. So you have to escape mount, then you okay. can get your legs in between them. And like I used to always fight with my sister to get the remote when I was younger, and she'd always just put her legs out and kick me away. I got a black eye once or twice. Okay. Like, and I learned years later that's that's called an up kick. So <laughs> she knew she was sick. Yeah, she's, a, she's pretty good. Uh, you see this in MMA, like you see something as simple as putting your legs in front of someone. But that's called playing guard in jiu-jitsu Oh, okay. So if you're on bottom, you're playing guard. A guard puller is someone who just in a match, in a strictly a grappling match, would just sit down and you have to come to them and try and submit them. Oh, it's one okay. of the more frustrating styles to deal with. Because if they sit down in a fight that's such an unwise move that like they're good, they know what they're doing. So they're just like, come on, try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come at me, bro. <laughs> come at me, bro, yeah. So basically, you've mount, which is it's a bad position to be in. Okay. You escape mount, you might get one leg out. You kind of wrap... You triangle one of their legs. You kind of get in close to them so they can't hit you. If I'm like right in front of you, like a centimeter away from you, your shots don't have as much power. Because they haven't got the car. Yes, I guess. Yeah, you. and if I'm too close to a mile them. away from you, like you don't have to shoot me. Yeah. So there's kind of a yellow area where the, the shots are going to land and they're going to be hard, and you don't want to be there. So grappling comes in handy then, because yeah. you're in the red zone, which is you're you're actually grabbing the person. Yeah. Uh, if you can tackle someone and take them down, get them in mount, and start using your fists, that's that's how a lot of if you see videos of MMA guys defending themselves, that that's what they do, or they take your back, so they you turn around to escape the shots, and then they, they grab your back, rear naked, rear naked choke, yeah, and yeah. that's yeah. such a high percentage move. That so someone's trying to get out of that position, but then they turn and then they have them then. Yeah. And that's like fifty, sixty percent of fights end that way in professional levels. Really? T- mount TKO. Uh, rear naked a lot of them anyway yeah. and so and that's the most fundamental stuff and that's stuff that everyone knows that's what we teach beginners okay we don't really do MMA much at the moment we're strictly a grappling gym for now okay so you uh, don't ground and pound no, not yet anyway I'm, um, I'm hoping to bring back the ground and pound though <laughs> but the, you've seen like MMA you see people who are you know they're known for like striking or you have uh, your grapplers and they want to get the person down yeah. um, as soon as possible kind of thing basically yeah. yeah so that's where they work their magic like you know, some that. have a bit of both whereas some like Khabib is just pure pure grappling like, no, he can some, strike yeah. like, but like yeah. he's a, he, he he's finishes most people on the floor doesn't he really that's, that's where he wants to go against yeah. the cage sandwich you against the cage on the ground yeah. and just constantly moving up in position yeah. so like I said he gets your legs out of the way triangles your legs goes to mount gets higher tries to attack an arm with an arm bar Kimura uh, he does a mounted triangle it's called where he kind of gets his, your head kind of lifts it up slips one of his legs under it like a pillow and then he like locks it in with his other leg and then you've one arm in the air if you if he moves a certain way you're going to get choked and if, if you're defending punches you could slip into the submission or so he kinda if, you're, you that yeah, if you're worried about yeah, you're screwed then yeah, yeah, yeah. pro tip don't get mounted triangles <laughs> like like a beep so yeah that, that fight with McGregor that's perfect grappler versus striker yeah. you know Conor McGregor's a really good defensive wrestler people kind yeah. of think he can't grapple that's not true no because there's a lot of times these two, I've seen him where people have gone to kind of shoot for him is that what they call it when yeah, they kind of, and, shoot, he, and yeah. he, he kind of says it's it's not sprawls but you know what I mean that kind of yeah. is it that kind of thing where he kind of like puts his legs straight kind of 
stops them from taking him down. So he's, yeah. he's good defence. That's a single leg defence I think you're talking about. Yeah, There's yeah. all these different defences and counters yeah. to them. And, and the main point I'm trying to get home as well is I've explained like the basic ways people win at a high level is that's so effective but a high level guy knows what you're going to do Before so there's this game it, within yeah. a game kind of a thing you know so this is a levels to this kind of game yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah. of the most famous ones recently was a guy called Masvidal he knocked out a man called Ben Askren with the yeah, flying I saw, knee I saw that, that was movie. mental oh, yeah. he knew that Ben Askren is a wrestler so he's going to shoot for the legs yeah. and he knew from watching again and again all of these tapes which side of his, which side his, his head will go which to which he shoots to you kind of turn your head left or right when you're shooting yeah, because I remember watching that and he was very casual, wasn't he, on the cage, kind of like talking to him and he kind of went slightly to one side and then he sh- yeah. he knew he was going to duck and then put the knee in. He knew he was, he, Ben Askren probably thought in that moment, I have him until the knee landed. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. Doesn't, then he didn't know he what to do. He doesn't remember was, anything. Yeah. No. And Ben Askren's a world class, he's one of the best to ever do it too. Like, I yeah, mean, this yeah. idea that he's just an idiot who, like he just got tricked, you know, he, he was very unlucky. Yeah. But he was a champion in one, which is... That's the Asian market for MMA. It's like the Asian UFC, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah, Chinese UFC. Yeah. He was a champion wrestler, wasn't he? Yeah, a world-class world wrestler, class. champion in two promotions, Bellator, which is more Europe. Yeah. He was the champion there, and then he went into the UFC, and all went to hell. But it's a sport where, like, you only have so long due to the damage and yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. And are they kind of rival companies, Bellator, or is it just a different on UFC? They're just rivals, really. Yeah. There's, what else, like... I think they... That's it. Like, there's that huge difference, really. The UFC is branded as like you're the best in the world and you're the yeah, best yeah. paid. But it depends who you ask, really. Yeah. If they all were in one organization, it wouldn't look the same as how the West perceives all of these these fighters. Yeah, be different. Um, and how do you feel like your own physical, say, fitness and strength has come on since you started? Oh, 100 percent. I used to weigh 77 kilos. Yeah. When I was I was here actually years ago. Yeah, I can so see skinny. a difference now for sure. I'm 85 like. now. Wow. I, I, I want to say it's all lean muscle, but, you know, lockdown was tough, too. <laughs> Tell me about it. But yeah, I mean, within training, I was training twice a day after the lockdowns. Wow. With my coach, Stephen Daly, too. Shout out to him for putting up with me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, within a few weeks, a lot of the quarantine weight was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, as you said, within... I was looking cut, like, yeah. Yeah, I've never obviously experienced it, like, in regard to grappling, but I've seen people there just be sweating buckets, like, it's, it's tough, like, it's, yeah, using every inch, water, of yeah. your, inch of your in- energy to, like... No joke, like, I'll drink four litres of water. Really? Nice. So I'm well hydrated, like... Yeah. Uh, um, so, so physically, you've grown uh, stronger, fitter. Yeah. Um, I'm more educated in sports and stuff, just from other people who train with me. Yeah. Telling me bits about physio or strength and conditioning. So you know your body a lot more probably as well yeah. from, you know, as you said, your and and mentally because you're trying to work out from someone's moves or where am I going to. So it's it's you have to be hundred percent. It helps you focus. You? Yeah, it helps you concentrate. It's like anything you're passionate about. Yeah, you're you put the passion first, and you have to do all these other things to to improve it. Yeah. So when I started, I just wanted to win a medal in a comp, and then when I lost. I came second, I got silver, so I didn't do too bad. I knew what I had done wrong, which is I wrestled with a wrestler, so I learned if he's better at wrestling, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not a good yeah. idea. I got cocky, I thought, oh, yeah. wouldn't it be awesome if I wrestled a wrestler? Everyone would think I'm cool. Yeah, well, it's like, it's funny saying it, because you probably just, like, say, Anthony Joshua when he fought Uzak, you know, recently, yeah. he thought, I'm going to try and box the boxer, and it just yeah. didn't go to play. He couldn't, I he don't couldn't, know. he didn't have the skills to box him, but, like, if he'd have tried to maul him or beat him up like he's obviously st- probably stronger than him and bigger but like he didn't use his ant- attributes to exactly. he kind of said look everyone tells this guy is the best boxer like you know technically so I'm going to have a go but like your man was too technically good for him do you know essentially and he, and he lost like do you know, so. on top of that it's like you can't use every technique in the match you have to focus on your strengths mm. so you have to have a game plan so it's like what and that, having a game plan in a fight well, like you can have a game plan in life too, and I was always yeah. very bad at planning. Yeah, very bad at it, and that kind of helped me figure yeah. out how to plan things. So, do you find now in your other 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 life? <laughs> no, you can life, call it other life. Like life, it's, life. It's like a different life yeah. inside the gym. Life outside the the mat, so to speak. You've had a big crossover from what you've learned on the mat, off the mat, and how you There's plan and organize yeah. and. And I suppose it gives you confidence as well to pursue other things or know does, that it yeah. gives you, oh, I can achieve. In fact, yeah, X, no, y, I think I thought that, that did happen, yeah. I got into other stuff. 
from kind of just yeah. growing in confidence from things that I wouldn't have been confident to do but I was like you know fuck it like I want to it's probably one sorry but no no it's fine I didn't uh, well what, what other things I did an acting thing recently oh wow sketch. tell me about that I was playing a character in a sketch really I'm trying to keep it under wraps now I'll but, keep it uh, under wraps till it's, till it's well, released I'll drop the name later but it was it was a good it was a good experience and I have no experience acting and I found I wasn't too bad at it yeah you know, it was comedy so it's not too hard for me yeah that's brilliant to, yeah. to kind of have the conference because you probably a few years ago that wouldn't yeah it's on YouTube it's called Karen Meets Brian comedy sketch oh well Karen it's, Meets Brian I don't know a pile about it I just started to act to help a friend out but yeah. I wouldn't have pulled the trigger on that I had my doubts going up there I had to go up to Tala in Dublin to the studio wow and do the same bit over and over again so you were probably having a conversation on the way up Jesus what am I what, yeah, am, what I am I doing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've you, had you, those feelings fighting too like what why am I here <laughs> <laughs> what have I done but then when she got into it and got out were you buzzing on the way down probably then I was, yeah, it, was, it was a good project yeah. it was good fun We'll say it again, Karen. Karen meets Brian. Brilliant. And uh, I wish I could tell you more. But it's, it's out on YouTube, so it's not my bit yet. Yeah, yeah. But it will be. Very good. And that's, that, that's something well outside probably your, your comfort zone. Definitely not jiu-jitsu anyway. <laughs> I, didn't get to, I didn't get to throw or tackle a single person. Yeah, did you confused. enjoy it? It was great, yeah. It was yeah, a good experience. Yeah. Or, you know, I ended up doing military recruit training because I felt like I was tough enough because of the gym. No, it went against me. It was I was injured during the second lockdown. Oh no! What did you What did you injure? My hamstring. I'm a good distance runner. I took up running because of jiu-jitsu. I was doing rock sacking. I had twenty kilos in a bag. People local, but probably would have seen me. And I was like marching <laughs> around. around the five k loop inside in the national park with the backpack on. Yeah, twenty wow. kilos, and I had traps like it's it's an underrated workout. I'm telling you, but then we were sprinting in a football field, and I was with a bunch of all my section were. GAA guys they were all okay they used to do playing for county like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the run is called running suicides oh yeah no, that's how I've they train their conditioning you've done it done the old suicides are killer and we had to they show contact so you get on the ground and it's kind of like a prone position but the way your arms are like triangle on the ground like this oh okay I guess right? you're kind of like so you, you, you have a rifle like and then oh you crawl they would teach you to walk then they teach you to crawl in there like so you have to march first then you get to you're sprinting and they shout contact and you have to get down yeah, so there's so a lot of work on the hammies. Did it? Did it go? Then did it? Work? It was the most insane workouts I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I was tired after. That'll get first, you fit. <laughs> I was exhausted after thirty seconds. Yeah, they're they're tough. It's a different energy system you see. Working yeah, anaerobic and aerobic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and they were training both at the same time. They yeah. give you little breaks here and there, but yeah. like because generally, yeah, in it, yeah, it's different because probably they want to throw it all at you to see how you are. Like yeah, in an S and C kind of background, you would generally coach or. A session would be if it's a sprint or a speed session or anaerobic you do an anaerobic and then you do an aerobic session on a different day whereas they probably just threw it all out and see what yeah. see how see you kind of from how you could be pushed us yeah. from our perspective it was just insane but from their perspective they knew what they were doing oh, yeah. they, they were like uh, mad scientists uh, it's not that you watch the ultimate hell week there with the, uh, the that stuff day. yeah yeah uh, that's that's more that's for the tv for the cameras yeah but, they were uh, way meaner to us <laughs> So how long did you do that for? And then I was in for almost a month and I got injured. Oh, and okay. they couldn't send me to Limerick to do another platoon. Because oh, okay. I'd missed the marching exam and I missed a bunch of days. And if you miss more than, I think it was nine days, they'll just set you back. I missed seven due to injury. Oh, okay. And I was destined to get injured again. We were all going to get injured and miss a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to so injured at some stage. Done. And I missed the marching exam. Yeah. But it was a good experience. Two, two or three good friends. Oh, and I know cool. I did it like and it wouldn't be exactly. for the gym I'm in that I wouldn't have even tried exactly so that's push you to do that yeah. and that's another experience you've had and that's and what it's about that, could and, that all, yeah, and that all came from a guy out wrestling me beating me up me feeling sad oh, I need to run more I need to swing kettlebells I need to lift I need to go class religiously because that's going to benefit my I need to eat better so that I have better stamina I need to drink more water you know I need to thank my dad for driving me in all the time yeah. You know, respect your parents exactly made me a better person when I'm on a night out now I used to always get in stupid fights it would happen occasionally anyway. yeah 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 and uh, now I just don't like with more control yeah I'd smash someone realistically if, if I had to if, if yeah if you back but like as a result why would I do that to some guy who drank too much and he's yeah. making a fool of himself whereas back in the day I wouldn't let it go at all I would have been no, no. it would have been a right idea you would have even thought it'd just be something you would just react like you know whereas now yeah. you've got that control and that's that's all come from uh, your training stuff. Yeah, I nearly if I if I had to defend myself against someone, I'd nearly feel bad for them now. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? 
not trying to sound like a hard man, but yeah, like, but you I know what you mean point. because you know, you know what your capabilities are. Yeah, like, I got into they, they wouldn't know that obviously. Like. I got into working bouncing in town, which was a nice job. Oh, okay. I work in a brewery, so it's a little bit different. But uh, I got into that through guys I knew in the club. Okay. There was a great community around this too. Yeah, there's a great group, and I think that's a big part of that team. Like obviously, in one on one individual, but like in regards to your gym. It's like, I suppose, you're like any gym or your box or your gym here, you know, that everyone gets to know everyone, everyone's kind of a family kind of feel. Yeah. And it's everyone's a, yeah, kind of got your back kind of thing, I suppose. They refer to it as the tribe, that's what they call it. The tribe, yeah. yeah. John Kavanaugh was down, he gave my coach, PJ, the first black belt in Killarney in Jiu Jitsu. Oh, wow. That took, then this man with a family and a full time job and a gym took him 13, 14 years to wow. earn it back. Just, just hard work. Yeah, COVID got in the way of a lot of this stuff too. So when I say it took four years for someone to get a blue, it was really two of training. You know? Yeah. So, so a lot of people's lives revolve around this stuff. Like, yeah. In a, in a healthy way, like, you know. And then they see their kids start training. One of my mates, his girlfriend started training. She's a blue belt now. He's a blue belt. Wow. They're competing on, I mean, just bring home medals, rakes of medals. Jesus yeah, great. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. And I think we're all like like going back to tribal days. Like we wanted to be part of a, a tribe because we we survived in a tribe. We feel, if you're nature, left on your yeah. own, like you're more likely to be picked off, like you know. So hundred percent. It's uh it's important. That's kinda of what I miss. So I've retired now. I had a Achilles rupture, I think I was forced to retire. I was from soccer a couple of years ago, but uh I played nearly all my life since I was nine or ten, so you miss that team situation. I did a bit of yeah. rowing last summer, which was nice. Uh, it was in a four a group, but uh, yeah, it's it's missing that sort of uh, that team, that team connection, really. I suppose. And I think we live in times where I think it's because of consumerism, kind of our materialistic culture that we have now. It's all about the individual individualism. So a lot yeah. of people don't even realize they need a collective, or that there are benefits to collectivism. Mm-hmm. When you say collectivism, people think like communist China or something. Yeah, or just yeah. Family, community, things like that. Mm-hmm. The countryside, rural Ireland's more like that. Yeah, Whereas in the city, it's where all individuals. You see more people with dyed hair, or yeah. we won't even get into how they want to be different. Yeah, you get my point. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas our group, our group, our team go hard too at comps. Like a lot of teams will just be kind of, oh, my buddy's fighting. Yeah, I might go over later after the fight and see how he's doing. But Whereas we're just supporting each other. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's brilliant. Like that backfired on me one time though, because like when I was wrestling your man. He slammed me really hard, and everyone just went, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> everyone could feel it. Yeah. It's funny you said it because I was it's just—I don't know—I was on this flicking earlier on on Facebook, and there's um, there was a video of when it says how they discover Brock Lesnar. It's an it's an interesting little clip if you YouTube it. Like you've okay. probably seen it, Brock no, Lesnar. I haven't he's, seen that one. Uh, he was a monster from early anyway, like, yeah. and they said that they were had some there was some competition, and. And they were wrestling, and uh, all you could hear apparently was these oohs and ahs from the other <laughs> side of the gym. And they were, they actually looked over and they were not who is that? They said, "What is that?" <laughs> Just yeah, a no, monster. If you, if you look at a photo of him when he was a teenager, yeah. Not, yeah, he looks like a good. Foot, and he was foot picking foot up adult. heavy, super heavyweights, and just slammed, thrown around like a rag doll. Genetics, yeah. And uh, he. Uh, the college that had spotted him just flew him out and said and signed him. It was like, we have to get this guy, and he, he went on to win. On, like yeah, a, he was on the sauce, definitely. Uh, yeah, we went. We went to. We went. They went to win. I think they won the national, state, whatever they call it, competition. Then with him involved, like beast. Like I think it's called the NCAA. Yeah, NCAA. Yeah, that's it. National All American collegiate athletes like mm. yeah. a lot of MMA fighters come from that background because of the intensity and the grind and yeah it looked really intense having to spar Brock Lesnar and stuff like that <laughs> it's only going to make you better I think yeah true um, yeah. He, had, he had a delve into UFC as well didn't he yeah he'd be he a champion sure. yeah, yeah he was heavyweight yeah. he beat good fighters well, he, he wasn't beating like he wasn't just manhandling them no he was he was yeah, technical yeah Jeez, was slammed to the ground by that guy just the weight of him on top of say. Man, there's a reason there's weight classes like. yeah yeah exactly um, in regards to kind of stress relief so Gavin like stress and anxiety um, in regards to you know your martial arts and how that has helped um, and like myself when I used to play I wouldn't have been say particularly too confident outside of the pitch soccer was my thing but I found like when I was on the pitch I could release tension anger frustration whatever it was I felt I suppose kind of free in yeah. a way like is that kind of what you're feeling? How does that how did that help with I don't know, stress management, anger management? You know, was that somewhere you could channel something like yeah. that? See I like to win in any situation I can. I'm competitive. 
and when I was losing to people that were smaller than me I was like I'm getting better and then the competition between me and my teammates if I missed a month and they were better than me I was like I gotta be better. like I don't want to be better than them to beat them up but you do you want to win like <laughs> yeah know? like it's that competitive yeah the good, thing, the good thing about our gym too is once you get to a higher level you kind of get taught to go through the levels so I'm not just going to beat up a day one because it's fun or whatever like it's, yeah. it's kind of that's not fun it's not a competition it's not it's not you're different you're different levels yeah i'll punish them sparring if they do something silly like you know but not you don't you don't go hard like no no, no. you know who you're against the levels yeah. yeah you let them win what like 30 percent of the time maybe or something like that that's kind of what i do so i give them the advantage one time i get the advantage twice that kind of a thing yeah um and i suppose mindfulness is probably a buzzword but the the definition of it is basically you know paying attention in a particular way in the present moment yeah um, so like when i remember i did yoga at first it was i'd be quite a overthinker so there was you know i could be work and stress or whatever but then i found once i was trying to hold a pose or something you know all i was thinking about was doing that thing yeah focus and, and it focused me in on on that present moment because we, we as people we journey either live in the past or we live in the future and both of those things don't exist anymore and it hasn't even happened yet so oh uh, yeah do you yeah. find that you're more mindful of of kind of what you're at i guess i learned that um if I'm ever stressed out about a competition or another gym's coming down, you don't know what animals are coming with them. <laughs> Any Brock Lesnar's coming with yeah, them? Yeah, there is a, there is a Brock Lesnar in Cork, Ryan Splann, MMA. So oh, really? he's about six foot eight or something, 200, 200 and something pounds, rugby background. Made his professional debut in MMA recently. How'd he go? Uh, he lost that one, but okay. he'll be back. He'll be back. I think so. It happens. Yeah. I guess I learned that losing isn't that big a deal too. So that's the thing, cause it's very like the best fighters lose. It's not like it's mm. it's you could be caught out by something or yeah. uh, making one little mistake. It could you know, so it's very get kind clipped of, like get clipped yeah. like and, and you maybe go for a you know, a strike and get clipped early, you know, and it can happen to anyone. So that's the thing and and that's a good thing, you know, you know could look a loss is a loss. So I suppose did it did that change from when you started to when you lost before you play old cheese, but now you kinda of look, you know, maybe I can analyse what I did wrong. Yeah, that's pretty much what the process is now is if you lose grappling you're not going to get badly injured generally at the professional level they're going to try and break your arm or something but as a normal competition (laughs) they're not trying to do that it's considered bad like you don't want to be putting people out because then they're missing six months to a year of their own training you're screwing them over also most injuries come from the person who got injured they didn't tap or they did something stupid and got slammed or whatever like what I did was dumb like I got caught yeah, he just had that advantage. You kind of know what you did. I know what I did wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I, I tried to wrestle a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even yeah. If I had a pool guard, I would have won like a hundred percent. I would have oh, won. Oh really? Yeah, but I didn't. So you know for you know for next time. Difference between so. What would be your style then of? I, I work a lot on my mount and my top pressure because that's like such a fundamental thing. Okay. Guard passings, getting past the legs. I'm still at a level where I'm still doing the fundamentals. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you should be doing the fundamentals anyway. Yeah. The high percentage stuff that works. Yeah. So there's a lot of flashy stuff that looks good on Instagram. Yeah. Or, you know, stuff that a third Dan Black Belt does in a fight that's cool. But it's like, you can't do that yet. <laughs> you know? It's like you're, you're, you're working, which is the fundamentals, is it? Like any sport, any athlete, fundamentals done well. Consistently. Extreme fundamentals, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you, you learn the basics, but, but it's just enhancing those like in the gym for example you know deadlift squats you know there's some compound movements yeah. that you know there are variations of them and obviously you can change your weight and this and that but like fundamentals people look at the next shiny thing online yeah. and like a new workout a new piece of equipment and they they're like I'm going to buy that like I'm going to do this I'm going to do a different workout this week but like I found from clients who like in the programs and even myself working consistently over time you'll get results do you know what I mean um, it doesn't need to be re, re, you know, reinventing the wheel here do you know no. it, it's being good at the fundamentals willing, willing you know increase your the wheel has been a worthwhile investment I'd say anyway yeah, yeah exactly exactly so for me yeah it's the fundamental stuff and it's getting better at finishing submissions yeah and I'm going to Thailand in January to train oh wow so tell, tell me about striking. that going to Phuket to top team Phuket with wow. my coach Steve Daly and not sure how long I'll be gone, but hope we compete over there. Well, that's a Started experience. training martial arts with karate and type Muay Thai, Kingdom Warriors Muay Thai, 
like wow. Coach Mike Henderson, yeah. Jimmy Carton, Dylan Vaughn. You look at any of these guys up on YouTube, they fights. You know, pretty wow. good, pretty good Thai boxers. Yeah, you know, I, I saw a bit of it when I was over there. It's intense, like to me. Yeah, it's kind of like the GAA of martial arts here. Thai okay. boxing. You have these small clubs where it's just all the hard men. Yeah, and they're all training, sparring. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's humility, yeah. respect, large aspects of Thai culture, kind of ingrained in. You know, it's a Thai martial art. Yeah. It's Thai boxing. Yeah. So it's different. Um, the face and the leg strikes have done. Yeah, and it was the same thing. I didn't like losing or getting beat. Um, so I had to get better at that. Yeah, so that's good. You say so you're focused on things that you need yeah. to work on, basically. I only started doing Thai boxing so I could learn to beat. Like literally, I was immature at the time. I was like to beat people up if they, you know, if yeah. I had to do it. Was like, and it just became like, no, I mean, I could just sweep this guy. Why would I? It's concrete. I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. You know, jiu jitsu. It's jiu jitsu. I'm mainly a grappler now. Okay. Fast fighting. Most most MMA fights, you're going to be grappling anyway. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's probably going to go to the ground at some stage. There's going to be a lot of grappling. Yeah. There's striking too, but it really depends. Most MMA fights you see in Ireland as well, especially amateurs, it's wrestling against the cage. It's, I don't want to get hit in the face. No. So And it's a good tactic. It's a good defense. Mm. But if you're not as good a grappler, yeah, yeah, there's your problem. And then, of course, within grappling, it's like, what thing is he better at than me that I don't want to be in? Yeah. You know, is he good at getting my back? see a leg lock guy and he doesn't even try to play the game he just goes for your leg so would you have to do a bit of research on your opponent 100% kind of, yeah. yeah you have to do a lot all the best in the world they're not just watching their opponents they're John Jones who's one of the best to ever do it he, he would write lists of what their favourite punch was or combo what weaknesses they had he knew that one high level grappler had a weakness to judo judo throws like these leg trips however he figured that out it was just one thing that won him to fight like he just kept judo throwing him Wow, mad stuff, yeah. So that that separates kind of the the work that goes in off off the mat, trying to find out yeah, where can I get a little bit of a weakness from this guy and exploit it, kind of. Best gyms are really the smartest coaches and mm. the smartest fighters. It's your brain too. It's huge. It's your ability huge. to game plan is basically what wins. Mm. You know, like most MMA fighters, if you break it down, they have three or four things they're really good at. McGregor does like, but back in the day anyway, it was like his footwork, his in and out movement, so he couldn't get hit. He'd frustrate someone. They'd throw like a, a he, overhand right. He'd like slip and counter. That like, was every every yeah. major victory. What was your man that he took out there? The Jose Aldo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it was poor Aldo. It was a great strike though. But as you said, he was practicing that and beforehand in the in the back room, wasn't he? That was, was your his, man. He knew he knew he'd wound him up yeah. and he was going to go for it. And then he bang and then. He, that's why it's so legendary, like, because it's like he he could predict it because he knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would pretend he was like magic and oh, I just. <laughs> The Mac. How does he do this? <laughs> Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac, yeah. But um, yeah, he's kind of gone a different direction now, unfortunately. Yeah, um, so Thailand, the home of it, really, you know, that's going to be an exciting uh, experience. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm going to be training in the gym four to five hours a day, hopefully. Wow. I've seen some camps going on where I stayed once they had a camp there, but I've seen it on like people go out there and it looks, yeah, serious. Obviously, the humidity, the heat, the work, like, you know, it's a big, great experience. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Lalonia Enhance, um, um, and it'd be a great place to, as I said, to direct direct energy. And I suppose that focus you've had through through your training and stuff then, and how it's now opened up is quite fascinating. You know, because obviously when you try new things and you're doing new moves or whatever, you're creating new synapses, new new connections in your brain. And then, you know, you're obviously still confidence in yourself which is as a crossover to what you're doing outside. Yeah, that's basically... Which, which, which is amazing, isn't it? Um, well, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for walking into my gym. like. Really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. to that level? Yeah, I mean, that's how important it would be, yeah. I kind of wanted to train in Thailand, but I, I'd, it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't taken all these fundamental steps. Yeah, you know? and how did you get into it right at the beginning? Like, was it just someone you knew did it, or were you just like, I'm going to try this or? I think it was I not trained kickboxing in a while and I was very like I wasn't consistent either you know I thought if I showed up twice a week I'd get good that kind of thing yeah. it doesn't uh, work quite like that yeah, yeah. so there's people that were passing me out I had lived in Cork I moved home uh, I think when I, I did an, uh, Wimp Warrior in Cork SBG it's one of the gyms and it's kind of like this you sign up for six months they train you and then you have a fight, and it's one of the people on your team you fight. And uh, they recently just did, I think, their eighth season. 
there recently so I was doing that and of course I basically went bankrupt and had to go home I had to pinch it couldn't finish it okay I was getting I was in college I was working and I was doing this okay went to Warrior and then I still the rent just kept climbing yeah. it is what it is so when I came home then so it was in a major rut at that stage all I was doing really was just drinking in town had loads of fake friends that kind of crack yeah. and I was just in a rut like I watched the movie Warrior, which is about... I've seen that brilliant yeah, film. Brave really movie. good. And I was like, really oh, i got to get into this. I was like, I need to learn this jiu-jitsu stuff a bit better. Just, that, so even, like, eh. that even made me want to get into it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was awesome. But uh, I was like, all right, I'm all right at kickboxing. I'll do like a day of jiu-jitsu a week and I'll get good. So I'll get my black belt in a few years. <laughs> Not a bother. Just hand it to me. Yeah. And, you know, it went from that to me training four, five days a week. Yeah. If I can train twice a day, I do that. Work can get in the way of that, but... Aside from that, like, but yeah. it's like it's kind of discipline and like and and a kind of a you have to work hard for things you want in life, isn't it? It's kind of if you want to get to those different belts, you have to put it in, and that's, yeah. there's no sort of bones about it. There's no other way. You really? just have to commit and um, you know take the knocks and the the losses and the bumps and the bruises and oh that. God, and yeah, you'll be taking the losses, all right. Yeah. Bumps and bruises. <laughs> I couldn't move my neck after that tournament too because the guy got a choke on me. Oh, it was a bulldog. It's like the one a school bully puts you in. Oh, one of those ones. And I wouldn't tap because I was like, I'm not tapping. This is low percentage. I'm not tapping. And I went to sleep. And I kind okay. of... Because I remember getting up like that was nothing. Like trying to act tough. But then I saw a recording of it and I was actually on the ground like half asleep. And then oh, I got up after like 10 seconds. You were out for a bit. Like <laughs> I was out for a bit, yeah. And I had no idea until I saw the video. Tap next time. <laughs> tap, tap next time. Like, you know, if you can't see in front of your own face, tap. It's time, it's time to, to, to pinch it. Up, yeah. Look, you can regroup and go, and look, you can go back again. Like I you said, there's going to be always going to be losses. Rarely people are going to be unbeaten. Like, yeah, um, only really the, you know, the top, top, top. Like, I suppose what well, Khabib, I'm sure, had losses earlier on in his career. Didn't I think he? he had one or two, but this guy was a different level. Yeah, like, if you look into his family, his gym, his background, he's been training yeah. since he was a baby. Yeah, so you're going up against a guy who was wrestling without wrestling, with four. It's not wrestling bears. Wrestling bears is different, different, yeah. <laughs> different levels. The different levels within levels, you know. Of course. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, came unstuck the, then, didn't he? Yeah, with the belts then. Oh, he retired. I think he did. He did the right thing. He's coaching other fighters. Yeah. So that's a lot. Dad died, didn't he, or something? Yeah, COVID. He would have been the best corner. Yeah. You could have hoped for, especially your own son. You know them inside yeah. out. Their I psychology. Think that's why he retired, wasn't he? And he's yeah. gonna maybe take on carry on what he did like his dad did like coaching and it's essentially what he's doing yeah yeah one of the great things about grappling too is once you get your blue it's like oh i have another two years now to my purple and a lot of people they get this kind of they call it the blue belt blues <laughs> which i think i've already had and i'm not even a blue belt <laughs> blue belt blues yeah it's just like you're like oh this just keeps going keeps going keeps going it's the world of grappling and yeah i think about most people will keep it on then mm. like there's definitely some that they're not the golden star white belt anymore. They're just a blue belt getting trashed by like better blue belts. <laughs> Luckily, in our gym, we we have a great retention of students. Oh really? I think we're a lot smaller, more collective, and a strong kind of group. Yeah. yeah. How many would be in the gym? I think all together it's fifty or sixty, but wow. the core of it's maybe ten percent of that. No, not ten percent more. I'd say about ten to twenty that are like just, hardcore into jujitsu. Daily, like kind of high thing. level. Yeah, black belts, brown belts, purples, all the more senior ranks. Yeah. And we've eight or nine new blues now. Wow. And then I am the goat of the white belts. <laughs> the goat. Soon the to be blue. White belt. Soon to be blue. I know, I think I might just stay as a white now for the next 10 years. Just hustle people. There's a guy, used to, yeah, just hustle, <laughs> sandbag. But uh, there was a lad who used to come to our gym who's got his blue recently, and he would always wear a white belt with no tabs. So I thought he was new, so I'd go with him and then. That always happened, yeah. He sandbagged you. He had about 20 kg on me too, it didn't help. Oh, oh. Um, I suppose coming back from adversity, we touched on it earlier on, but how it becomes, you know, setbacks, adversity, as I said, in life, it's, you know, it's not going to be, you know, rosy uh, all day, every day, and there's going to be shit, there are going to be setbacks, traumas, whatever it is. Um, did this help you come? come from some of those setbacks and give you focus over the last few years or how is that so what, what the so yeah so like 
you know, I suppose martial arts and teach you to coming back from setbacks to say like losses and things, yeah. um, but like a crossover to life. So, you know, we're all going to get setbacks and trauma and, and this and that throughout our lives. It's not going to be rosy, rosy all the mm-hmm. time. So, uh, it kind of has a, it's quite a sort of a, you know, uh, similar to to life in general. And and has martial arts helped you to kind of bounce back from setbacks and things? better because you've got that tribe yeah. you've got that community yeah. kind of thing you've got friends who've got you know look after you or if I shoot my shot and it doesn't work out it just doesn't work out like yeah. it's, I'm more able to kind of not take things as seriously or take them seriously in life general or, yeah. yeah I don't know like if you're in a social situation and you say something dumb you kind of embarrass yourself which tends to happen to me <laughs> I'm way more able to not beat myself up about it I don't yeah. really care you know yeah no similarly because I probably be so yeah over the years you know you'd be like kind of analyzing everything you say or do but like like probably the stuff i put up about you know it's not going to hit home with everyone and from mindfulness and and all this type of stuff and and, um you know but like i've got to the point where i just there's a lot of people who do engage with it and like it and if some don't they don't but that's fine it doesn't bother me like it's it's just be you and and kind of express yourself the way you want to express yourself and looking you're not going to be, uh, you, you know, as I said, you're going to say a few things or do a few things over your course of your life that's probably below. Like, oh, but if it's not going to bother you, do you know, it's... Uh, Part it, of it too is the analysis I think we put ourselves under, the mm. scrutiny, like other people don't do that to us, we do it to ourselves. Massive. I don't really scrutinise people that much. And if they do or say something dumb, they had a bad day. It's usually what I think. Exactly. I, would, I don't, like, I wouldn't really hold the opinion of a super judgmental person higher than a more humble person. Yeah. So maybe if I'm more humble in how I judge myself, it's important to hold yourself to a high standard too. Don't get Massive. me wrong. Yeah, yeah. You should sure. kind of shrug and say it's like it didn't work. Yeah. You know, you shoot your shot with a girl and she rejects you. I just think that's funny. Like. Yeah, just, yeah. That's the thing. Like. Yeah, you know, people bomb. It's hilarious. Like. <laughs> it's gonna happen. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. We've and uh, what's well. the worst they can do? Say no. Okay, that's fine. Like, yeah. It's not the end of the world. Like. Um, They're usually really nice about it. Yeah. Exactly. Let let you down nicely. Yeah. I've, we've all been there. <laughs> Um, in regards to sort of personal development and sort of digging deep, um, can you like, especially even the stuff you did there, and you talked about earlier about going up and doing a bit of acting? Do you feel like you be able to, you can do a lot more than you thought you were able to do? Yeah, yeah. So you it opened your. I kind of know, like I think it was in that the Stoic, you know, Marcus Aurelius, and he yeah, said, yeah. So, "I'm paraphrasing, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like when you're." worrying about tomorrow's problems you'll face them with what you are today yeah you know or with the improved version if it's yeah so like that i just try to think like that now Brilliant. you know if, if i was landed in a sudden acting situation i'd be able to do it same way if that wrestler showed up here i'd go i'd have to go through him I'd just and also when you start a fight or a spar there's like a flow state that comes over you where yeah. you're not really your psychology kind of shifts yeah yeah yeah, that flow state I talked about, and I'm doing sort of sports psychology studying at the minute, but we're talking about flow state where people get into this, it's like a taper subconscious, like you'd, I remember someone like, you know, your Michael Phelps used to do, I remember reading a book on habits, and it talks about him, how he just, it's like he, his coach used to say to him at night time, Michael, just play the tape, and it wasn't a physical tape, it was like, he'd replay the, the race in his head of what he's going to do, and yeah. he had his warm up, and he had his set things, but it's, it, it is it's into this flow state where you're just nearly happening without you n- consciously doing it do you I know, know that kind saying, of, you're yeah. just on this sort of different level but uh to achieve flow is is is, is everyone's target really i suppose it is um, it shows us like you you know what you're doing yeah basically and do you feel you're better as a person oh yeah definitely yeah yeah, I mean, yeah i've had my social problems when i was younger cause i'm on the autistic spectrum of asperger's syndrome okay um so yeah like it was very difficult socially I would to get social anxiety yeah, yeah. sometimes like I would never fit in in school because like how could I yeah. I was worse when I was younger I didn't know what county I lived in I couldn't what? tell if someone was happy or sad oh really you know, or like if they were fake happy or yeah, you, if yeah. I kind of annoyed them so I, I had no idea of boundaries I had no idea of like what to say and what not to say oh. and as I got older I had to like fail upwards through rejection after rejection and not knowing I had it till I was 24 24 yeah, wow, so I didn't know. very late diagnosis so yeah failing in an upward direction there but in the gym then it's like I'm just accepted you know that's that's amazing like yeah. to to feel that yeah, they're all people coming for their own reasons too like you know some of them are sporting background they're hyper competitive and they just yeah. love they just take to it really well a lot of yeah. rugby guys took to it really well yeah. some people were just kind of nerds who like 
they like all that ninja stuff a lot of martial arts nerds like most martial artists I think are kind of they just like to geek out over these things mm-hmm. but like you train long enough and you're like an assassin like so it's kind of cool yeah. how they get what they want out of it yeah you know like yeah. a lot of guys yeah. I know who talk about MMA or UFC or different fighters it's like a bunch of lads talking about computers it's kind of how it reminds yeah. me it's all this technical stuff yeah we do a free women's self-defense class every Wednesday, so we have more and okay. more women coming to the gym. Yeah, it's more and more popular with the females. So. Yeah, it started off with the guys, but I don't know. It's it's growing for everyone. Sure, look yeah. at the Irish female boxers recently. The I know gold medals. Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor won the Harrington. last night again. Just, um, I love that feeling upwards. Yeah, it's just that is what it I is. Love that. In fact, jiu-jitsu is kind of like that too. But yeah, because you you fail but you learn because. Like I put up a post last night on my Instagram, which I recorded when I did a, a workshop a couple of years ago. But it's it's it was my definition of success, and it was going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Yeah. So I think that's key. It's like we're all going to fail <laughs> multiple yeah. times. I've failed multiple times. We all have, but it's 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 not losing and saying that's the end. It's not, you know, you lose a fight. I'm not going to stop. You're not going to stop doing mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, or jujitsu. I'm going to say, okay that sucked okay I, I know why I lost that one I'm going to try harder the next time yeah. so it's not like oh, I'm finished with it I'm done I'm not good enough do you know so you, you fail and fail but you learn so failing upwards and forwards like you said earlier is is, is beautiful so it's a perfect yeah, it's way like, to think of if them. I play my cards right I'll end up in government or something you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be t-shirt soon enough yeah I vote for you um, um, and I suppose just come to the last couple of questions but uh, do you find this empowered you like, uh, in, like an empowerment to find sort of that inner strength that is maybe sort of inner strength that, yeah that you maybe yeah. didn't think was there before or when I you think I thought I always knew it was there I just didn't know how to get, get how it, to get access it, it. Yeah. yeah and I would hit ruts where I would feel like depressed or like there's not you know I'm useless but no after I started training and setting all these goals and meeting these goals I knew I was capable of it that, that, that to me is, that's what empowerment is it's like a mix of independence yeah. and the ability to do things so yeah no, in, in my life yeah or it's taught me about places where I wasn't empowered like I, I couldn't find a mode of transport to get into town to train or I would get too tired and not be able to think straight sparring so I took up cardio yeah. I would train more so it showed me yeah it just showed me what I was doing wrong or what I was lacking and then I had to I had to empower myself yeah. I had Love to that. figure something out and um, I mean moving to Phuket to compete and train in an MMA gym that to me is like I wouldn't have the power level to have done that a few years ago no I probably would have just fallen into drinking and doing stupid tourist stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, no, but no, now, I, but now you have that focus you have that that sort of obviously huge interest in the um, but you want to better yourself yeah as basically a, as, a, yeah. as a competitor as a, as a person as a team as member, a, as, yeah, as one day a coach, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, so that's where you, um, you know, that was probably the the, list, the next question, and then we'll go into sort of a final three, but uh, where do you see this sort of going? You mentioned there about coaching, is this where you, you know, in the future, it's a big yeah, part of your life, yeah. obviously, so you'd like to hone the skills and, and kind of help others who maybe were in a situ- situation as yourself. Yeah, who, pretty much. Who, you know, maybe you've, you know, maybe as I said we're on the spectrum, or just someone who is lost and don't really know. You know, to channel something into something that sounds amazing in regards to the team ethic and everyone's there together and pushing each other on yeah. to get better, which is which is amazing. Like you know, it's so the most, the most basic form. It's like if if there's something I love, why not grow it? Why not make it bigger, yeah. better? Yeah. You know, you have your own team. It's fun coaching too. Well, I'm not a coach now, but like I've seen people doing it and they're trying to problem solving helping the fighter mm. each fighter is different in their strengths weaknesses both physically and mentally yeah trying to figure out how to do that the competition scene and just the social aspect of it's great too yeah yeah you know you can go up to any gym in the country and if you're one of the if you're a grapple yeah. if you're one of, if a martial artist meets another one like what are they going to talk about you can go and what they roll is that what they call it yeah, rolling, roll? yeah. yeah exactly roll? yeah there's a, or i run into guys on nights out who are into <laughs> jiu-jitsu and like oh well we'll go for we'll a roll there, maybe one not day, here but like what? one day <laughs> No, not outside. Uh, I got kicked East out of the hostel for that in Cork a while ago. Okay. Yeah. One of my mates. Started rolling power, in the corridor or something. He's a power lifter and he was saying that like he, he did a tiny bit of jiu-jitsu, some fundamental <laughs> stuff. 
And I was like, oh, you think? He's like, oh, I'm just stronger. I'll break you. And I was like, no, you won't. Oh, okay, man. that's red rag there. He did rag doll me around the room, but like, I I got the submission anyway. I got the win. Oh, like, yeah, I solved him. That's that's so I'm what undefeated in Cork City anyway. There you go, undefeated. Love champ, that. champ. <laughs> so I really love this combo, and uh, I just uh, you know some really great takeaways for people. I think they're going to get from this. Um, I always finish with sort of a, a final three. Um, uh, not necessarily quick fire, but um, the last three. So, number one, um, does anything scare you? Um, I don't know. I kind of have this, I don't know if it's a disability or what, but like in dangerous situations, I don't really feel the danger. Okay. Yeah. Like when I was younger and I didn't know how to fight at all, I was standing up to people who would have dusted me off. Yeah. And I didn't realize that they were being nice to me, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Um, I'm afraid of heights and sharks. Really, that's about I'm, it. I'm heights as well. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, I definitely get anxiety, or I'd be anxious for a competition. Yeah. Or even if I'm just not feeling it today, and I have to go train, it's an intense session. You know what's coming. I don't know if that's fear as much as being. I guess yeah, anxious. Anxious or, about. Uh, that, I'm looking for a word. Yeah, anxious basically. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I can't wait to kind of go either. I can't wait to get it. You got the adrenaline, and then you kind of once yeah. you're in it, like you know, I want to go. Because uh, I think, you know, there needs to be a level of stress. Because if we didn't have a level of stress, we wouldn't do anything. So it's it's managing that to a point where you know I was always nervous butterflies before a football game. When I got onto the pitch, that was my thing. Do you know what I mean? It's sink or swim, like yeah. yeah and you need a bit of it to get you hyped up because yeah. you can just go in flatlining. You know, oh. I've been flatlined in the gym where I'm not really feeling yeah. it that day, and I'm letting there's people that I, I should be doing better than, and they're going yeah, to me. And exactly, stuff. and you'll be able to see it. So you need to kind of get up for it, but not to a point where you're deliberated. You know, yeah, I wouldn't go home early that night anyway. I'd stay. Mm. Yeah, know, and to do it, do a bit more. And that cliche about you know it's the sessions you. Don't want to go to you go to the best is very true it's oh, the reason it's a cliche like it's, yeah and i have fact. to talk myself into going into sessions like training myself because uh, you'd be tired or whatever but then you feel so much for, like that just mindful like i could be stressed going in and uh, when i come out I'm, I'm not only de-stressed but i've got maybe i've had an idea about something or something's come yeah to me. exactly same yeah something's come to me so i need to work on I'm something like, that was that's great like i'll write that down do you know yeah. so your just mind is freed up if you know what i mean and yeah, there's nothing yeah. like coming in as a day one and not really getting any attention a few sideways glances maybe if you do something stupid yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like a few years later all of these guys that you looked up to in, in the game are telling you you did a great that day yeah, or you deserve a stripe you got it you'd be buzzing after you like getting to get respect from those guys who'd be yeah to get respect from 100% yeah that's what's one of the most important parts about yeah, it that's brilliant um, number two of the final three who has uh, been an inspiration to you now, whether that can be with your martial arts in life, like who's inspired you, uh, or could be more than one person, but um, anything spring to mind now? Um, let me think. Any coaches or... My coaches are great at inspiring us anyway, and the fact that they came from, the gym kind of came from nothing. Like they, This is before you could buy MMA gloves online when they started, so they were using their right. knuckle training, right. trying to go light, as light <laughs> as possible. Um having an actual MMA career back in the early days too where a professional just was a guy who turned up to fight like there's yeah. no amateurs so like a lot of the old school guys do inspire me um, a lot of my teammates too when you see the adversity they get over or mm. they get an injury and they have a competition they're like ah, I'll do it anyway and they get like a gold or seeing people who are just kind of beasts like and you're like one day I want to be that strong yeah, or, I want to, to them and or at least survive is, against this person yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least that if I can survive that's that's my first that's, goal that's a win there right I'm there. inspired by people who as well like there's a, uh, a man training in Cork Sean is his name and uh, he's an amputee he has one leg Wow. And he's, he was training with the warrior and he, he won his fight like he knocked the guy that's out of boxing amazing. they modified the how the match went it was like yeah. a boxing round a jiu jitsu round okay. or people overcoming personal tragedies or coming from like drugs are infesting young people in this Mas- country. Yeah, huge. So I know huge. a lot of people who would have had addiction problems, or you know, came from homes where you knew it wasn't good. Like, mm. and because of martial arts, they're not they're like gone that. On to make success for their yeah, life. They're not getting in stupid fights, carrying knives, doing any of that stuff, mm. or or doing narcotics anymore. For me, it was help me drink less as well. Help okay. me drink less. I'm a fairly conscientious person anyway. I'm quite. I was raised by old school people, so I guess I'm old school in my values. Yeah, same as that. 
but it helped me realize which values were important you know yeah i come from a small community too where everyone's kind of the same so there's a lot of people coming and going from the club who are foreign so oh, i realized okay. i like to try to speak other people's languages so yeah, learning bits of spanish yeah. or portuguese or Czech. A bit like what should be yeah especially people coming in as they're moving into a new town or new people and they might not might not be as strong English wise so it's nice to be welcomed in to yeah. the community as you said people can come who who, who train in, in Jiu Jitsu or whatever and can come into a new town and find your group of people and yeah. be welcomed in and like minded people too and they probably didn't know anyone and it's kind of scary for them probably going in but then they're like all of a sudden they've got a, a family it's funny too because some people come and they don't have a lick of English and they're like your best friend after two weeks <laughs> <laughs> best bud your best friend yeah that's, that's nice, that's I, can't, nice I don't know his name but he's sound he's a cool guy yeah but it brings like when I I moved to Kalani I didn't know I didn't know anyone zero and then I joined a local club a soccer club and then through that we all have the same interests like yeah. that so we kind of at least have one thing in common and then you get to know people and then uh, I still have friends from that first day went went down there so good friends now do you know so it's uh, it, it is it's, it's, I think to a team being involved in a club or a team I think is really yeah. really important the tribe as you, uh, the tribe, you said yeah. earlier it's yeah. that's what we refer ourselves to as the tribe the tribe and at first I thought it was kind of like oh yeah the tribe like oh we're all we're all Vikings like <laughs> bro but then uh, I understand why now yeah tribes aren't just people carrying spears like it's yeah. it's in our psychology we need to be it part is. of a group to belong mm. and to be important but to be actually worth how do I put it to be important and actually know you're important yeah but to, to earn value, that you're too you're valued by other people not to well. just have these unearned privileges yes 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 you even yes. see with people who are born into generational wealth that in some cases they have more psychological issues than people who grow up in poor communities mm. because they haven't worked for anything or they don't feel they have mm. so there's no validation there so and in jiu-jitsu it doesn't matter how rich or big or strong you are like you're starting from zero percent from scratch and then yeah. you have to earn your earn your right to to move up yeah that's brilliant and last question gavin really enjoyed this thanks um have you listened to or read is there a book a podcast is there anything you've heard somebody speak or on youtube that's that's really sort of made an impact where you've like, well, this is kind of gold. This is a pure Jim Bro answer, but I think Joe Rogan actually, when I first yeah. started watching, back when he was in episode a hundred on his podcast, it has yeah. about like a thousand or two thousand episodes yeah. now. He was talking about I was going through very hard times, like a, a group of people had fallen out with, and okay, it was just rough, like, and there was lots of aggro, we'll say. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He was talking about how he had to deal with stress how he was a weirdo and he didn't really care what people thought he was just going to be an individual just be himself when I was younger so I was more concerned what a group thought about me yeah when I was older I was like you know a lot of older people kind of get this you learn it's inevitably going to happen to you you're going to piss off a group of people and you're going to think yeah. that their collective opinion of you is more important and defines you yeah when it, it does and then you realise when you're older you're telling you. that podcast was great but there's a lot of books really there's a lot of them but I like uh, let me think there's a guy called John Joseph McGowan. He was in a okay. punk band I used to listen to called The Cro-Mags. I still listen to them. They're oh, great. Wow. And he went vegan, became an ultra runner after years of being homeless, selling drugs in New York and being in a band. Wow. He has a book called, what's it called again? Evolutions of a Cro-Mag. Wow. That's a very good one. So that's one of my favorites recently. He was in the Hare Krishnas too. And you notice that a lot of people who joined the Hare Krishna movement were street urchins like him. And they were really good at hustling and kind yeah, of yeah. You know, doing that stuff. So instead of selling drugs, they were uh, collecting donation money for the, for the monks. <laughs> like, it's just a great book. Wow. He's, he's a vegan so chef as well. Wow. And he has a he has a, he has a bunch of cookbooks too. Oh, and it's wow. all plant based, ultra running. There's the book Finding Ultra. I don't know. You probably heard of that one. I heard of that one. Yeah. Rich Roll. That was a good one. I was thinking of trying ultra running, but I don't know. I'll stick with Jiu Jitsu for now. Yeah. I'll be running a lot in Thailand, so I'm going to yeah. be like 10k a day. Wow. So if I get good at that, I might give it a shot. Give it a shot yeah. There's a lot of, there's a growing ultra running there scene is, in Ireland. There is, there's a guy, I guess a physio in town, I've got his name now, but there's a group that they go out and they do sort of uh, hill runs and they do sort of mountain stuff and, and kind of ultra stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's growing. I'm, in, I'm on that WhatsApp, they're in Clarny Brewing Company, they were having a party. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're all, all their pizzas were custom with like less cheese, you know. 
<laughs> it's all this stuff like it was a nightmare but they were good people is the beer vegan that was my favourite one yeah yeah good well, pizza in the brewery yeah, in the brewery, it is in yeah the I have to shout them out anyway. a new one looks a really class one it's you know the new building they're doing distillery out. yeah yeah looks it's class really it's going to be the whiskey we're going to take Conor McGregor out of business there you go yeah we'll take the proper 12 out is that proper 12 what he's got is it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's I'm brilliant more of a Killarney man myself huh I'm more of a Killarney whiskey man yeah, yeah, uh, but no, that looks like a great, uh, a great build, and that could be a. We might take the gym up there for a for a for a, a pizza on a yeah, man, for sure. Um, but no, that's really, really, really good. I really enjoyed that, and again, it's been probably been a couple of years since we touched base, maybe longer, three, maybe pre-COVID, anyways. And uh, it's amazing to see the progress, oh, and you know, um, yeah, it's it's great to see, and people. You know where maybe it was a bit cloudy or a bit foggy or there was various things going on but to then clear that fog a little bit find find your niche find your thing find your yeah. tribe find your tribe <coughs> yeah. yeah someone uh, told me that when i was 14 about yeah. me not fitting in school find your tribe yeah so it keeps coming up yeah. it keeps and, and you have and and, and yeah. it's, it's brilliant and it's made a huge difference physically mentally friends you know you know you're now going off to thailand it's giving you focus, confidence, um, and it's amazing to see. So thanks so yeah. much, Gavin, for coming in. All right, Mike. Really, really enjoyed that um, chat. And uh, yeah, let's come back in after Thailand and let us know uh, let us know how it was. Yeah, sponsored by Lean's Kitchens as well. Oh, there you go. I've got to throw in the plug there, Lean's Kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> Lean's Kitchens. You get that on your shorts now, your, your Muay Thai shorts, Lean's Kitchens. I'm going to get it on my bot, yeah. <laughs> Lean's. I'm going to do it in Thai writing, the writing they have. Yeah, yeah. get the Kalani Brewery then the other side. Well, I'm working on a saying, I was thinking it'll be like, it might be a good kitchen, but it's just not a Lean's Kitchen. Oh, marketing, boom, yeah. mic drop there. Marketing is. <laughs> um, you could do the ad now, you're you know, in a bit of acting, you could do a little promo then. I yeah, know, oh, and Joe Rogan's interviewing me in the Octagon. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. the shout out yeah, there. The post-fight. Uh, but um, no. the post-fight kitchen plug <laughs> Lean's Kitchens all the way um, but yeah no thanks a million man really enjoyed that and it's great to see the success you've had and um, congrats and wish you best for uh, the future man and keep us updated and we'll have a chat again when I'm back in the new year I'll talk yeah. to you about the th- th- fighting in Thailand yeah we'll do, a, we'll do a special on the old uh, Thailand training and, and uh, competing so if it works out well I'll fly you out there you go yeah, I hold you to that now. <laughs> I've been back to Thailand for about eleven years now. Um, yeah, brilliant man, appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Best of luck in Thailand and beyond. So, thanks, Mike. Well, um, an amazing chat there with Gavin. Um, I think you'll, you'll really learn a lot from that. And um, as you say, it's 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 amazing what being part of a tribe can do. Um, and yeah, I had goosebumps there, you know, coming from a position there earlier where he was struggling, didn't know where he was going, had this anger, found out he was on the spectrum um, at 24 years of age and, and uh, you know, being part of a tribe, being part of the gym and, and uh, focusing has literally sort of saved him really um, and uh, just shows what you can do when you find the right circle, right circle of people and, and people who want to kind of big you up and that's just not in sport, like in life, you know, how make sure your circle is... It's like Gavin Circles, you know, people who, who are there for you, they want you to win, they want you to better yourself, they're there if you fall down. Um, so, yeah, really blown away by that chat. So, um, if you liked it, please share it with people you think might benefit. Um, you know, go on the Apple um, podcast there, race it, it would be great to share this as much as possible. Um, and he's a perfect example of someone leaning into life and what he said there earlier on, failing upwards or failing forwards, you know, that's that's amazing. Um, so, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. That's 42 uh, down, uh, many more to come. So appreciate you listening and, uh, yeah, um, I will speak to you very soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.